Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and you're listening to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess a podcast where I share simple and scientifically tested tips and strategies to help you clean up your mind and life. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how to manage arguments. But first, I'm going to set the stage and provide some context. One note before we begin. If you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to know how you can support me, then please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and keep sharing episodes with friends and family and on social media. Last thing I promise, I'm sure you know by now about my new book coming out this year, March 2nd, called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Here it is, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. I'm really excited about this book. If you haven't already pre-ordered your copy, stop what you're doing right now unless it's driving, then I recommend pulling over first. And just go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com and order your copy so you don't miss out on the amazing pre-order bonuses we have, like a workbook, exclusive bonus chapters with applications for children, access to an exclusive book club with me and more so just go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com or wherever you order books international buying options are also available on this website the link will also be in the show notes so now let's get on to today's episode Okay, so I have some notes on the screen. I may look away just to check that I'm on on track, but otherwise we'll be talking today about arguments and how to manage dealing with an argument. Okay, so this morning, I woke up feeling really challenged. I just woke up in one of those moods, challenged and feeling like almost like really seriously, not like negative, but challenged in a good way. And And the challenge for me was to do things differently in our business. Now, I teach people, as you know, about mind. And mind is always working. Your mind is how you uniquely think, feel, and choose. Your mind is not your brain. Your mind works through your brain, and your brain responds to your mind. So the way you use your mind influences how healthy your brain is. I mean, with your mind, you actually change the structure of your brain. You influence how your brain is wired. You literally are the designer of your brain. And our brain is wired for love. It's wired for survival. So we want to make sure that everything's working right in the brain. And research shows that when we get our mind under control, when we manage our mind, when we clean up the mental mess, we then are operating in that wired for love mode of our, that our brain naturally wants to operate in. And our mind has an optimism bias. So it also for survival wants to stay in this optimism bias. So when we get all toxic, our energy in our non-conscious mind gets all kind of messed up too. 
So cleaning up your mental mess is not just dealing with cleaning up the brain, it's cleaning up the mind and the brain and the body. Okay, so I say that to say that I still battle with mental mess. That is why I also wrote this book. Sure, I'm a scientist. I still research and do clinical trials. I was a clinician for 25 years working with all manner of different situations, brain damage, traumatic brain injuries, autism, traumas, et cetera, et cetera. And, but I'm, and I'm a mom and a wife, mother of four, and I'm a human. And I am a mental mess a lot of the time. I am forever having to clean up my mental mess. And sometimes I get so mad at myself because I think, gosh, I've written the books. I've researched the stuff. I know what mind is. I can, I, I can explain mind and I still get in a mental mess. So the books that I write are from my heart, from not just my experience as a scientist, but also my experience as a mom and a wife and a human and as a clinician. And I, as I said, I get so frustrated at times. And this morning, my frustration was around, I just have to help people understand what mind is. People realize that you don't even go three seconds without thinking. Then people would maybe be a little bit different in how they function. I mean, we just have to look around us at the moment and see what's happening in the world with politics and racism and just all the things that can go wrong in life. And it makes you just realize how important it is that as humans, we start operating in out of our mental mess or get our mental mess under control. Anyway, so that was what I woke up thinking, how can I get this message through? How can I do my bit to help clean up the mental mess so we can clean up the mess in the world? So it was a good kind of feeling, but it made me edgy. I didn't deal with it well. And I started getting kind of busy without really dealing with it. And then uh, this consuming drive that, uh, that I have started shifting into a bit of a sort of panicky kind of feeling. And so what happened was that I was get, sort of getting frustrated. So I went from, instead of channeling this good desire into a constructive plan, I was getting busy and doing stuff and getting ready to go and do a workout and getting ready to do this and kind of planning the day. So I started getting frustrated. So I started, it, it so it shifted. I went to my workout. I went to Orange Theory and I drove there with my second daughter. We trained together a lot. And she's also my producer and my social media and marketing manager. So she's just a genius and I couldn't do what I do without her. But I can tell you now that she's full of wisdom. But I didn't realize how worked up I was because we just arrived at Orange Theory. We were sitting in the car. We got there early and my daughter just asked me something about work and I completely lost it. I snapped back at her and the next minute we were having an argument outside Orange Theory in the car, waving hands, raised voices, the lot. Thankfully, my windows are tinted. <laughs> anyway, I was downright unreasonable because she had asked me a very reasonable question. But I was just triggered by a perception, an assumption that I had, and I was not controlling my assumption because my mind was a mental mess, because I was consumed by a passion that had translated into a frustration. So a good thing had become a bad thing. I didn't deal with it. So I got triggered. I made an assumption, didn't really listen to what you were saying, made an assumption about a tone of voice and whatever, and I overreacted. I didn't respond well at all. I was a mental mess and I made more of a mental mess. Well, we for 10 minutes, we sat there arguing about, honestly, the most ridiculous thing. And I really was the main instigator. We both stormed into, into Orange Theory and proceeded to do a workout with rather more vigor than our normal intensive vigor that we normally have because we're both quite serious about working out. While I was on the treadmill, my anger started dissipating. So here's the first tip I'm going to give you. If you are totally worked up and in a mental mess, you are filled with all this energy. It needs to go somewhere. It was coming out of my mouth in the car. 
Thank goodness we got into Orange Theory because getting on that work on the treadmill and starting to do a workout, I mean, I didn't even get tired doing a long, fast endurance run on an incline. And normally I got, I get very tired doing that. I was just going because I had so much energy. But as that energy started transferring, the toxic energy started being used up by the physical energy. It's so I started changing. I started calming down. So if you really worked up and angry and you're in an argument, one of the first tips that, and this is about today's episodes about how to manage an argument, is try and do something physical that you can move away from the situation for a few moments. So if you can go for a walk or if you can, like I, I was fortunately at a workout place, but you don't have to, you can run up and down the stairs. You can go for a walk. You can go for a run. You can jump up and down on the spot. You can do cardio on the spot for five minutes. Maybe you're in a meeting and you can't do that. Well, you can breathe. You can take a deep, deep breath. Breathe in for for three counts, hold it, and then breathe out for seven. And repeat that six times, even nine times, and in breathing out longer than you breathe in. So you breathe in for three counts and you breathe out for seven. The extended out breath or the extended release of breath increases your decision-making capabilities. So the 10 seconds together calms you down by increasing oxygen in every cell of your body, reduces the inflammation that's occurring in your brain, starts rebalancing the energy that's gone chaotic in the front of your brain. You start getting a lot of asymmetry in what we call alpha and beta in the the front of the brain. And that's not a good thing because it means that your decision-making capability has just dropped off. You also start getting too much high beta, which is like a tsunami in your brain. You don't want too much. You get this like flashes of this, like imagine waves or imagine white river rafting, like the, a rapid, you're getting this rapid fire in the front of your brain. And that will, that all of that in the front of your brain will increase impulsivity, reduce decision-making capability, and you're going to say the wrong thing. And I had done all of that in the car for 10 minutes. Is 2021 the year you have decided to start eating healthier and working out more? Well, let me share a little tip to help you stick to your goals and make them fun. I highly recommend you try the app Noom. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you need knowledge. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. It's not about what you just ate, but about how you eat in general. Noom teaches you about eating, your cravings, and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make. I've been using Noom for a while now and I love it. I love how it fits into my busy schedule. It only requires 10 minutes a day. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Ready to learn how to live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Okay, so by getting on the treadmill, I started changing that. But if you can't get on a treadmill, what I also was doing on the treadmill as I walked into Orange Theory and as I first got on the treadmill, I was breathing deeply. I did that in for three, out for seven. And as I did that, I started stabilizing the crazy brain and the mental mess and calming down. And as I got on the treadmill, I transferred more energy over and I was able to start standing back and observing my own actions 
What did I say? What was my facial expression? What was my body language? What was my impact on my daughter and on myself? I felt awful, okay, physically and mentally. And we didn't solve anything. We just got worse. So as I was on the treadmill, I started thinking what happened and I decided to take my own advice, do the breathing, do the exercise, but I also started doing a neurocycle. So what is a neurocycle? You may have heard me talk about this before if you listen to me, but a neurocycle, which is what I write about in my new book, is a system that I have developed over 38 years of clinical research. So it's totally scientific and clinical application. So it's not just in the laboratory. This is real, a real system that's based on my research on what is mind, what is brain, How does the mind interact with the brain and how can you drive your mind in the right direction so that you can drive your neuroplasticity in your brain? In other words, how can you change your brain in the right direction? Your brain is always changing. So you may as well control how your brain is changing. My brain was changing in the wrong direction. So was my daughter's and I was responsible for that. She was changing in the wrong direction. I was building in toxic thought trees. Now you see me hold this up before, but I was building in this toxic thought tree. I was becoming this victim. How could she say this to me? How does this? And all these toxic thoughts were building, which were causing brain damage. Now I know this. In that instant, I didn't care about anything, but I caught myself quick enough. I got on that treadmill. I did that breathing and I made a decision to use my neurocycle. Neuro means brain, cycle means to move through your, so you're going to neurocycle, you're going to cycle through your mind, to cycle through your brain, to cycle the energy through your brain, to get it calmed down. So in this book, I put in the my clinical trials written in very sim- simple language with lots of applications. And the second half of the book is filled with practical applications on how to apply the neurocycle in these day-to-day things that happen, like arguments, like getting flustered or whatever it may be. And for the big stuff, those traumas that you that you maybe had in childhood or in, in a recent time or that you've just gone through, secondary traumas or long-standing traumas or those toxic habits that you've developed or those new habits you want to build, all of that is in here in very simple, easy-to-apply five-step process. So the neurocycle is a scientific five-step process that will help you manage your mind and get it under control. You see, our mind is this huge thing and it's broken into the conscious mind, which is awake when you're awake, and the non-conscious mind, which is always awake 24-7, is working incredibly fast, much faster than I can even speak. And as you know, I can speak fast. And it is where all your memories, your value systems, your experiences, the good and the bad are stored. But at the heart, the core of your non-conscious mind is this core of perfect wisdom, this insight, this knowing in your knower, this knowing how to function. And when we get our crazy mind under control, what we're doing is we're drawing on that inner wisdom. We're drawing on that to come up and we're using this wise mind to control the crazy mental mess mind to fix up the mental mess and the brain damage that we're causing and the damage in our body. And that's what this book teaches you to do. And that's what I applied in Orange Theory on the treadmill pounding away and on the weight floor and on the rower as you did our workout. And I basically went through this process. So basically, I wrote this book for myself as well as writing it for you because we are all human. We're all going to experience mental messes all the time. Pretty much all the time, we we have an opportunity to get into a mental mess. But we can reduce the amount of times that we get into a mental mess and we can reduce the impact and we can reduce the time we stay in the mental mess. I know probably... Before the evening's out, I may get into a mental mess about something again. I know tomorrow, pretty sure that I'm going to get in a mental mess. But the difference now is that I know how to control it and how to get out of it before it causes damage in my mind, brain, and my relationships. 
that fight that I had with my daughter would have impacted the whole week's work that we've got to do. We're recording at the moment. We're doing a ton of work. I have to be focused, calm, and so does she. And that argument did not help. So I had to get my mind under control quickly. And I did. Within By the time I got out of there, I was calm. So let me tell you what I did. Back to neurocycling and the argument with my daughter. So as I pounded on the treadmill and the rower and the weight floor, here's how I did my neurocycle and got myself back on track. I gathered awareness of my emotional and physical warning signals. What were my emotions? I was flustered. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was acting like a victim. I was feeling sorry for myself. All that stuff. Then I looked at the physical warning signals. My body was tight. It was full of energy. And as I was running and doing all the different exercises, I could feel my body tension go and change as I was breathing and doing the neurocycle and doing the exercise. I did it all together. Okay. So I was on edge, frustrated, and I had been on edge already when I woke up. So there was already the potential for me to either channel that into good work, but I didn't. I channeled it in that moment into an argument, but I channeled it back into good work, okay? This episode was made possible by Public Goods, my favorite online one-stop shop for affordable, sustainable, healthy household products. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly and innovative products like sulfate-free shampoo, hand sanitizer and tree-free paper products. I just stocked up on Public Goods' amazing coffee and their delicious soup mixes, in addition to buying all my cleaning products. The whole process was fun, simple and seamless. No waiting in lines or making multiple stops. We worked out an exclusive deal just for the Cleaning Up the Mental Mess podcast listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right, they are so confident that you'll absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 off to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com forward slash Dr. Leaf or use the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf to receive $15 off your first order. So then I went to step two and I reflected on my thoughts, my words and my actions. I put them on trial. I realized my daughter's tone and choice of words had triggered me. And I realized I was very vulnerable to being triggered because I was already in quite a passionate state at that moment. I was already triggered by my frustration, so this just added to it. I found myself criticizing her in my mind and not looking at myself. I became a victim. I then realized I was seeing her through an old lens of how she used to be, and I had reacted to that instead of really listening to what she was saying, and I would have heard differently. I then reflected on my reaction, which was awful, and this combination made me feel so guilty and ashamed that I nearly dropped a weight on my head at that moment. So then what I did was to deal with that shame and guilt that I felt about how could I be such a terrible mother. I then wrote, third step is write, through visualizing. I couldn't stop and write in the middle of doing my weights, but I visualized exactly what had happened. And I visualized what she was trying to do and what she was trying to say and how good she is at her job and how she helps me and all that good stuff. And what a great relationship we do have and how much fun we have together and, you know, and how we encourage each and all this. So I visualized all of that. I visualized the situation. I started transforming and I basically acknowledged and embraced the guilt and the shame and the hurt that I was feeling because she'd said some harsh stuff as well that had hurt me. I embraced all of it, wrote it down, sought it, wrote it down by visualizing, allowed it all to come up because as soon as something comes up, we weaken it. We can then get control. I shifted the power balance. 
I then did a recheck by looking back, okay, what have I just visualized? And I channeled the guilt and the shame and the hurt into a constructive reconceptualization of the situation. I saw these emotions as helpful, giving me information about a situation that I had not listened carefully. I was triggered by this, et cetera, et cetera. I was not as negative anymore. I made the emotions work for me. I was objective and deconstructed and reconstructed the entire argument. This helped me see what she was really trying to say and what I was trying to say and why I said what I did. And lo and behold, we were actually saying the same thing. We were arguing about the same thing, but our emotions had got in the way. I then did an active reach was a decision. I made a decision to apologize, take responsibility for my part, point out how we were saying the same thing, and also tell her what hurt me and give her the chance to explain what she meant. As the class ended, Dom and I looked at each other and she said sorry before I could even get my sorry out. She beat me to it. She had been neurocycling through Orange Theory as well. We proceeded to have a very constructive discussion about our argument, what it meant, and ended up having a wonderful constructive work day. So it could so easily have gone the other way. We could have ignored each other, argued more, not resolved the issue, and so on. But we did two very constructive things. We calmed down our brain and our body with exercise and breathing. We applied while we were doing exercise, we applied mind management through using the NeuroCycle, which is what I write about in my book. And as I said, you can pre-order, the link will be in the show notes. Mind management is a skill we can learn. My daughter handled this argument better than I would have at her age because she's learned the skill. I'm a better mother because I've continued to keep developing my mind management skills because I know that I land up in a mental mess so often, so I know I have a good technique. This is why I wrote this book and why I want it in your hands. Cleaning up the mental mess is a skill to be learned that will bring you mental peace and brain health. I ended up having an amazing day, and my relationship with my daughter is even better than it was before, and it was good before. So just very quickly, warning signals are those things, the physical state of our body, the emotional state, and they're so important to pay attention to because they are what the tree toxic tree of arguments in this case are emanating. And when you pay attention to them, what you're doing is you are your, your non-conscious mind and your body and your brain are aware of what's wrong before you're consciously aware of it. So in the argument, I wasn't consciously aware of what was going on, but my non-conscious mind and my body were. By calming down and neurocycling and paying attention to the warning signals and so on and getting to the point where I did all those five steps, I was able to tune into what I spoke about in the beginning of this podcast. And that was my inner wisdom, that inner mind. I could tap into the dynamic action of the wise non-conscious mind and use that to control the crazy mind. And then the results were there. So I encourage you to go and pre-order your book and start neurocycling today. It's not just for these little things. It's for the big stuff too. We always need to be neurocycling. We can learn to manage our mind. It's a skill. The mind is malleable. So I encourage you to do that. So the next time you have an argument with someone, now you have a way of getting out of it. And also, you can learn to teach your kids to neurocycle. I've taught children as young as three. My kids have been learning this since they were as young as three. Some of my youngest patients were three. So teach your kids. And when you pre-order, there's a bonus chapter on how to help this with your kids. So go to the link in the show notes and you'll get all the details there. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Send me your comments and questions. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess wherever you listen to podcasts. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips 
and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.